0: Paul Delaney joins us. Nice to see you, my friend. Yes, nice to be with you, John. All right, so what grand celestial show are we looking for this time?
1: Well, if the clouds ever go away, we've got a wonderful little comet wandering through our skies. It hasn't been around for nearly 50,000 years. Don't wait for it to come back because it's a long time, but it's a nice binocular sized object. Light pollution is going to cause us a little bit of grief, of course, but binoculars will be able to pull it out of the murk and it'll give you a sight of this celestial splendor.
0: So how does it work that this is a once every 50,000 year event?
1: Well, around the solar system is a huge cloud repository of cometary nuclei. It's called the Oort cloud. And we get a few of these comets wandering into the inner solar system on a fairly regular basis, but most of them are very, very faint. This one is the exception to the rule. More often than not, we see what we call short period comets, things like Comet Halley, they come around every 76 years. You might remember Neo-Wise from about three years ago, its orbital period is about six years. So the 50,000 year orbital period for this one 2022 e3 is a bit unusual but as i say it's a nice little smudge in binoculars something to take your mind off other earthly matters
0: and from what i understand the timing of this is not all that easy to set for when to go you can't say i'm going to go look for it at 10 p.m
1: Oh yeah, actually we're in a prime position, it's up all night, Okay, it's in the northern sky, Canada is really well located, so if you go out and find Polaris, that's the north star the pole star, halfway up the sky looking due north, about two fist lengths above Polaris, use binoculars you'll see this tiny little smudge and it's up pretty well all night so be dark adapted, that's that's the best advice I can always give you when you're going out to look at any faint object, make sure you're fully dark adapted and then as I said go find Polaris a couple of fist lengths above you'll see this wonderful little smudge
0: now neither one of us are anthropologists so maybe you can't answer this but I'm wondering okay 50,000 years ago who on earth saw this (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, there were a few a few animals around the place, but uh, the earliest ancestors of humans, uh, they were probably still more worried about the <laughs> survival on the ground. There weren't very many of us at that point in time, mate.
0: Okay, so like Australopithecus, uh, Cro-Magnon, I don't know.
1: Yeah, well, and now I don't know either. I'm not going <laughs> to put my foot in it.
0: <laughs> okay, can I ask you a stupid question? Um, <laughs> Presumably, when we have these, these events, I mean, if there's fire and a tail behind them, they're burning. Why don't they ever just burn up? No, they're not burning. What
1: they do is releasing their uh, volatile material. So things like water vapor and carbon dioxide and a few other things are coming out of the comet's nucleus because they're being heated by the sun. And that streams behind it and reflects light from the sun. So the only reason you're seeing the comet and its tail is it's shining by reflected light from the sun, just like looking at the moon or the planets in our solar system. So no, no fire associated with this, but a nice little tail of debris falling behind the the comet as it sweeps into the outer solar system, off into its journey back to the Oort cloud.
0: Thank you so much for this, always a pleasure.